Greetings, nerds. This is Dana Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me as always is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, Sarah. Hope you're doing well this Thursday evening. I have to say, I I had to hold myself back from like texting you last night after I watched Secret Invasion. When did when did you watch it? Uh, um, I watched, well, I was worried it was around, I guess around 10 o'clock or so. So I was worried, I was like, uh, did, oh, I, I had already like, seen I, it. I had already seen okay, it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I just didn't want to spoil it. I didn't want to spoil anything. So if you hadn't watched it yet, but uh, it was yeah. first time in a while since I think probably since like back at either Andor House of the Dragon where I was just like, Oh, I gotta like just say something because <laughs> I just couldn't wait for a Twitter DM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll talk about our thoughts on Secret Invasion. It was a good episode. Um, but first, we have to, as Will describes it, put a bow on it regarding Superman legacy casting. Um, I can't think of their names. I know their faces. Um, it's exactly who I thought based on yeah. everyone you threw in front of me. And then I see something also that says Nicholas Holt is likely to be cast as Lex Luthor. And I'm like, Will, are you, like, phoning? <laughs> are you sending messages over? <laughs> sending yeah, messages thought- to them and saying, this is what you do, guys, for casting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I have James Gunn on speed dial. Uh, actually, James, Dun- James Gunn has everybody on speed dial, given how much of a Twitter presence he is. And he, he did listen to the Internet, like you said, uh, the internet really was advocating strongly for Rachel Brosnahan for, for Lois and, um, and David, David Cornsweat for, for Clark. And, and that's what we got. Yeah. And the internet never is wrong about anything. Never, never, never. never. But uh, the internet's never wrong. But James, one thing, you know, you may run hot and cold with as far as James and his humor and, and, and whether or not Guardians works for you or not. But, the one thing you can say with them is the man can cast. Um, I mean, when you think about like, I mean, you know, recent exhibit, John Cena, peacemaker. <laughs> I mean, so, right. yeah. So, um, so, you know, so there's definitely, he, he has a very strong casting eye for talent. So, you know, given that he, with his version of Superman Legacy, you know, what he has in mind for the character and where the character is in, in his journey, uh, if Corn Sweat and Rachel, which sounds like they, you know, from all indications, uh, there, it was the chemistry screen test that, that really, uh, that really pulled, I guess, her over the edge because I know earlier in the week, uh, I think Emma Mackey was actually rumored to be the front runner, but, uh, but apparently, um, I guess when they did the chemistry test. That makes sense. Based yeah. on like I saw somebody tweet out something and it showed a picture of um Mackie and saying like this is likely to be our Lois and then I saw the news that it was Rachel and I'm like, Okay, so something must have happened and yeah, there need we said it from the get go, there needs to be chemistry between these two actors, no mm-hmm. matter what. So both of them can fit the part independently, but if there's no chemistry, then <laughs> your movie is likely not to do it. Well, it'll probably do fine in the box office. Um, right. but <laughs> yeah, but at this juncture, DC <laughs> cannot at the thought of like uh, yeah. considering what's going on with the flash in the box office right now, yeah. I don't know what is a guarantee anymore. <laughs> True, true. And also DC, uh, you know, between Blue Beetle and, you know, which is another, you know, it's not a household name as far as superheroes. I mean, obviously nerddom is familiar with them, but, um, you know, whether it's Ted Cord or Jaime Reyes, you know, but, but, you know, you go to the average person on the street and you're like, oh, okay. You know, maybe people will check it out because it does look like it might be something different. And then, of course, you know, there's Aquaman, and they're just really banking on the Jason Momoa factor, uh, which, you know, may help that film out box office-wise, um, because I guess I guess Fast X did kind of – did okay, I guess, box office-wise, you know, but that's not really an, an ensemble film. Right. So, you know, but uh, DC can – they have no margin for error at all now. So Superman – a lot is riding on Superman Legacy, so I think, you know, the Internet – the internet wanted 
disparaging and that's what the internet got. And hopefully the story will, um, you know, James's story will win people back to the, back to DC with the, with the reboot, because, you know, you have that strong Snyder verse contingent that's out there. And, you know, and that was one of the knocks on Gore Sweat was, well, you know, he looks a lot like Henry Cavill. We already have him, you know, we already have Henry Cavill. Why go Henry 2.0 or, or whatever. But, um, but, you know, he, he wanted to go with the younger, younger Superman. So. He doesn't just look like Cavill. He looks like any other person who has played Superman. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tyler Hefflin yeah. may be the most different looking out of all of them. Um, mm-hmm. So, so it's, it's just, it's, it's the type like there, everybody, when you think of Superman, you clearly have this image. And so far they've always casted towards that image. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and they, yeah. Anyway, um, the other never ending saga of um, conversation um, is when Will tells us, gives his update on the whole contract negotiations that are happening. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, actually tomorrow is the, the deadline for the uh, screen actors guilds uh, contract. It expires at midnight. Uh, negotiations are still ongoing. I know there were some things happened this week as far as um, the, a letter from the guild to the guild leadership Members sent a letter to them, Fran Drescher, and he's the president of the, of the guild currently, um, you know, basically telling her and telling leadership of the and negotiators to, to not not compromise and not budge too much to the studios. And, um, and so and, you know, it, the whole firm, if they need you know, they offer the bribes to vote to strike. And um, that's that's the posture that the, that a very sizable and well, you know, and, and pretty big names of the contingent in the Screen Actors Guild, uh, you know, were, were signatories to the letter. First, it was like around 300 names. I think Meryl Streep and some other people that caliber were part of that. Who, you know, they can afford to not work in between jobs <laughs> like a lot of actors. But uh, but then also a lot of other people, you know, signed on a, as well. But um yeah, so where things stand now, at least as of recording, but I hadn't checked um, here in the last hour. But I think the latest thing today was, given that we have a holiday weekend coming up, uh, they were going to try to maybe, they may not pick it starting on Saturday if, uh, if things do not come to an agreement by midnight tomorrow. Uh, but maybe just continue to have talks and stuff through the weekend and delay, uh, delay any type of, uh, formal strike actions, uh, until after, after July 4, which, you know, maybe by then they may work out a deal, but if not, then, uh, then the, you know, the guild will, um, be joining the, the, the writer's guild and, uh, have a work stoppage. So, uh, that, and I bring that up just because, of course, July, it's typically when we have Comic Con, and um, it is still scheduled to go forward, but a lot of studios aren't uh, participating this year because of the uh, work uncertainty, and um, you know don't have any. And, and also, some studios are just electing to do their own thing. I mean, Netflix, for example, has their own you know event now, and um, between that and and with the with the uncertainty of uh, the labor agreements, uh, you know talent may not be available to even show up at, at Comic-Con. So, um, so stay tuned. We'll, we'll keep you updated as things progress. Yeah. I, I still consider Netflix's whole, um, unveiling their whole annual unveil of upcoming shows to be kind of a joke just because of what they named it. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't roll off the tongue. It makes sense. I I totally understand it. But whenever somebody mentions Tedun or says Netflix is like their thing is coming up, I'm like, that is that a real? It does. It sounds fake. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it sounds it, like it a really joke. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
All right. Okay, well, yeah, but one last thought about Comic Con, though, given that it is coming up. I mean, DC, it, it, it flows back to our conversation about Superman. DC probably will show up. I don't think, because you know, they just you know, this would be their prime opportunity to like, you know, we know Marvel Studios is definitely reducing their footprint, so it's like, hey, we have an opportunity to not get upstaged by Kevin Feige. <laughs> Yeah, but I also, I don't know, with everything going on and just given what um, the Flash box office is doing at the moment, I honestly, it'll be interesting to see what they can pull off um, Mm -hmm. and if they really seize the opportunity or if they, again, get in their own way. Um, because there's there's a lot of distrust with DC um, as as the box office is showing, um, and despite leadership changes, despite um, what looks like we have a promising Superman film coming in our future, it's there's still been almost a decade of a lot of distrust. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. And, and you know, with, and, and maybe it extends beyond just DC considering, um, everything going on with the strikes. It kind of feels like we're going to take a hit with content again, just like what we did after mm-hmm. COVID. And, and so now people are losing distrust with these companies. It's like, you're telling me this project, but then, then there's a pandemic and then there's a strike and then there's this and that. And, and things that you said should have come out last year are suddenly coming out three years from now. And then, and then it's a horrible movie because it switched directors five times. And then they like, and then they say, Oh, it's comic book fatigue. And it's like, no, it's not comic book fatigue, movie fatigue. It's just bad story fatigue. <laughs> okay. Okay. You heard it everyone because Will has often, especially when we talk about Marvel mentioned being having fatigue. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But you heard him say it's just lazy storytelling, which I, I I saw that, too. And I heard somebody say that. And, yeah, I completely agree. It's just we're not dumb. Yeah. <laughs> we, we know we're honestly and and it's not that I am perfectly fine with when I don't like a movie. I didn't like Flash. Will loved Flash. OK, he he he. He saw its flaws and was like, screw it. I like it. I'm going with it. I'm enjoying the ride for I'm taking what it is for what it is. Exactly. Uh, Me. I was like, nope, (laughs) no, 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 (laughs) no. I I see you and I don't like it. Um, And I'm also perfectly I it's not that I want it to do bad. I yeah. I just kind of wish I didn't have half of my family with me when I went to see that because <laughs> I felt that. <laughs> exactly. It hurts it hurts for future movies because now everybody'd be like, Oh, if it's gonna be like that flash movie you took me to that I don't wanna go waste two hours and thirty minutes or three if it's you know, if it's really self indulgent. <laughs> Seriously, we we can we can just hop out of this theater and go see Spider Man across the universe because that is a completely worth it. Um yeah. two and a half hours flies by. But yeah, I think I think and the more I consider everything that's going on right now, the more I don't know if this is just a DC issue so much as just a distrust in movies um mm-hmm. and tv shows i mean the yeah. last item on our news list is how um star trek star trek prodigy is being removed from paramount plus now i have no idea uh you tell me a lot of different names for a lot of different star trek shows yeah yeah <laughs> so i'm not sure what this one is <laughs> um but if you want to take it from here then go ahead yeah yeah, it's, it's, it's a perfect segue from what you were talking about as far as trust, because uh, this this is a series, uh, Star Trek Prodigy. It, um, it was it's an animated adventure uh, for that aired on Paramount Plus. First season had 20, 20 episodes. Great, great series. And uh, it was renewed for a second season. And then um, with the Paramount, 
picture Paramount Plus adding the Showtime tier to the to the streaming package. Uh, uh, the CBS Studios, Viacom, the studio basically like started pairing started canceling content off of the Paramount Plus streaming platform to to make room for the Showtime uh, edition, which they also added a price hike to it. And they also, you know, canceled, they removed Prodigy, which is pretty much all, but it's in post-production now. I mean, it was, it was slated to be released later this year. So it wasn't like it, you know, it wasn't like it was a thing that was in development or whatever. We had a season one. We had a confirmed big fanfare on renewals of Star Trek shows. And this was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then and then we get this news earlier this week uh where they are you know at least pulling it from the Paramount Plus and then not only did they pull it from Paramount Plus but you know originally we thought that we would at least have it till till t- tomorrow they like announced it on, I think on a Friday and then thankfully I like started rewatching it because it was gone the next day just because, you know be, and, and and then they you know and they they then like jack the prices up and again, you know, alienate a lot of your customer base. Yeah. Now, of course, and, and so, but of course, you know, since all the Star Trek properties right now are, are on that, at least in the United States is only on Paramount plus, as far as the new, the new stuff, then, you know, you're pretty much, you know, they, they pretty much got you by the, you know, by the, by, by the balls in your pocketbook because, you can't, you know, if you want to watch this stuff new, you, you can't go find it somewhere else unless you pirate it or something like that, which has its own issues. Very bridging so, piracy. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, so, yeah. So that was, you know, that's an example of where people are like, well, okay. Um, why, why should we, you know, why should we trust these? Two? Yeah. 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 You can't even trust your streaming services these days because you, yeah. You think, oh, this is their show. It's always going to be there. And then next thing you know, a merger happens and suddenly half of everything you thought you had access to is gone because yep. of negotiations. And yep. yeah, yeah, it's, it's a mess. It's a yeah. mess. Um, yeah. but, 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 but just to the Star Trek fans who, who do listen, uh, the, the, the two, the two brothers who are co-show runners of the show, uh, are shopping the, uh, show to other platforms and they even, even though they, at least the latest things I saw from them today on social media is that, um, things are, look, things are looking promising. They, they didn't want to like, you know, you know, jinx anything as far as any potential deals, but sounds like, um, sounds like the show is going to find a home for a second season. Yeah. That's, that's good. And it's also interesting how, a, a hand, it doesn't always work, but there is a handful of shows that have been canceled and then all of a sudden get picked up by another streaming service yeah. or network and suddenly it's a revival. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the show changes. That's, that's something really interesting for viewers is stay on this network. They couldn't do this. And then suddenly they moved over to Netflix and now, now it looks like this. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, all right. Well, that is it for news and um and one show that we um know we're going to get a fourth season to that just ended its third season um is Superman and Lois. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have some thoughts. Like we didn't talk Superman and Lois last week, so we're not going to go scene by scene um through either episode. However, and we're probably going to ultimately end up just talking about the finale, given the penultimate just as a lead in to it, um, yeah. giving us more story about Lex um, and building up his motivation as a character, um, mm-hmm. which we'll see play out more in season four. Um, again, Will, between the casting, you also <laughs> you also <laughs> mentioned something about, you know, it's probably going to end up in a cliffhanger. <laughs> it totally yeah. did. Yeah. Like kind of a stupid cliffhanger just because they got picked up for a fourth season. 
I'm sorry. Um, but thankfully, but I will say, thankfully they did because the way that cliffhanger ended, I would have been pissed. If I had, like, yeah. If, they, if I had gotten word that they had canceled the the, the uh, series. I would have been annoyed considering the writers knew they were on the bubble, like mm-hmm. while putting this this season together, that they decided to end it that way. Um, but but I I actually I'm like fifty fifty on this episode on this mm-hmm. finale mm-hmm. Um, because I really did like the ending fight. I thought that was really cool, yeah. really yeah. well done. Um. A lot of the buildup, Jordan just, you know, Jordan redeemed himself for me in season two, but now he reminds me of season one Jordan too much. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, just yeah I would agree. Yeah, <laughs> I would agree. I would agree. Anytime Jordan and Sarah scenes come on, I just like, you know, I'm not, I'm not to the point where I was like with some scenes in the flash where I would like fast forward. But I, you know, but that, that'll be the moment it's like, okay, let me just check Twitter and see what's going on. <laughs> yeah. 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 Ser- seriously. Uh, I'll be, I'll be honest. I did fast forward through a lot of the killing of, um, Bizarro Superman to make him stronger just because I was like, I see what they're doing. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. have to watch it like five times. <laughs> I'm just going to move along here. Um, that that scene, so I, it, even I know you fast forwarded and stuff, but actually it was it was a very telling and really like got to you know as, as you know as you noted with the penultimate we 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 saw Alexa's story in the seventeen years and why he was so angry at Lois and mm-hmm. and all, but given what we know about and and the bizarro Superman's backstory and how, and you know, how they established in season two, as far as he, you know, he was a Superman fan on bizarro world. And, you know, he was like Jordan. He did enjoy the fame and all those kind of things. And, and, and seeing Lex negotiate with him as far as, uh, I'll kill you. And yeah, you know, once he figured it out, you know, make, you know, make you stronger and, 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 but, but, but there, when those things are happening, but you see in the bizarro Superman or zombie, or I guess, or I guess zombie Superman at this point, uh, still having some touch of humanity in him because he was, he was crying and, and it seemed like there was, even though on the one hand he was like buying Lex's BS as far as like, you know, the, the, the negotiation and the bribery that Lex was doing to like, you know, to, so Lex could, 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 could construct him to become, you know, eventually Doomsday. Um, which is very, which is true, which is also very true to the comic, uh, uh, Bizarro Doomsday. Um, but also, but then here in the show, uh, you know, knowing the Bizarro Superman's backstory, you know, I, I did have some empathy for it. So it was actually, you know, if you told me you were fast forwarded because it was just hard to watch, I mean, there were some points where I was just like, oh, you know, knowing what I know about this character, I feel kind of bad for the guy. Right. No, I saw, I saw that part of yeah. it. Okay. There okay. was just, it was just like, again and again and again, I'm like, I don't need yeah. to. Yeah. Like, and it's not that, trust me, I, I've, I've watched some hard shows. That, it wasn't the hard. I just was like not interested to see it. Um, and I just wanted to get on with the story. Um, I wanted to get back to the boring stuff. (laughs) I don't know. Like, like again, I'm 50, 50 on this and I didn't never, I didn't make the connection. Um, but you're right. Um, between his, his desire to be back to his glory um, and him doing it for the wrong reasons, unlike the Clark we know who does it for the right reasons, which is very similar to what they're what the writers are doing with Jordan at the moment and putting him in this position of you're a teenager with these powers. You're not your dad, yeah. <laughs> but you still have these powers. Um, and and we're seeing some teenage angst and rebellion against, well, I I want to do this because I think I understand what a hero is. Um, not 
even though I'm still trying to figure out what my moral compass is. And and that that is interesting. Um, I guess I just am tired of the Sarah Jordan drama, which yeah. we're, we're not going to get a whole lot of next season, considering I think she's one of the cast members who's been reduced to like a guest star. Right. That's correct. That. So, yeah. Which that was another funny thing about this episode. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like with the John Henry Irons bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. I almost wish they had like just waited. They should let's wait until after the um, season to like announce these changes. I mean, either, either they, should, because honestly, it, it did, it, knowing what I know going, you know, and, and seeing how the episode unfolded, it, it did take away some of the enjoyment, like you said, it made it 50 50 for me because now I'm sort of like, Oh, you know, I'm looking at, looking at the story in the vein of, well, now this, this, you know, this is how they can write John Henry out for in season four. And this is how we can have the off ramp for Chrissy and, and Kyle if, you know, if necessary. So, you know, so, you know, I, was it a strategic thing where they were just like, they knew what was obviously they know what was coming as far as the finale. And was this a way of you know, maybe they could have done a better job of like, you know, breaking the news that people were going to be, you know, there's never a good way you can tell, you know, to like tell bad news that people are, you know, getting less of work or whatever. But it just, well, but it, it, it did color my, knowing what I know, it did color my viewing of the episode. Right. Right. I, I think. Like the decision to not only re- announce the renewal and then simultaneously be like, but read the fine print. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, they, they could have waited on the fine print aspect. And we talked about that right when both of it came out. We're like, why, why would you do that? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but, but I am knowing it regardless. I am very curious about the next season, just seeing how how they continue to develop the core four, mm-hmm. shall we say, um, and make their stories both intermingled and also separate. Yeah. And, and just how they're, if they're able to carry a full season, full 10 episodes with, with not, as much support from a supportive cast because there are episodes where this doesn't just feel like Superman and Lois. This feels like Smallville 2.0, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that, that can be a good thing and a bad thing. I mean, we all know about the flash rants and how they struggled mainly with using the supporting cast. So maybe this will allow, um, allow people to focus on the character beats that really should matter um, and helping elevate those characters rather than stretching themselves too thin across like 10 different stories. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point because, you know, that's one thing I did think of too, because really in these last two episodes, we really, the, the Lexa's, for vengeance was really against Lois. Yes. You know? And so, you know, we don't, and, uh, you know, so part of that is like, okay, they didn't want us, we all, you know, we all know that Lex and, and Superman is, that's Superman's, you know, number one arch human enemy. So we get that. So I like, I did like the choice that they made that at least with this, Superman's just, he's just basically, uh, in the way of me, of, if Lois writes again, Lex is gonna like take her out, you know? So, so I, I, I so I, I was, and, and that was the story that they told this season. I mean, it was her reporting that was, that put him behind bars. So I'm glad they, that, so I think they, they did do the wise story choice in, in making that the focus with these last two episodes. Yeah, they they really needed to considering the way they ended the Mannheim arc. Mm-hmm. Um and they and it was a smart choice to plant that seed about Lex being involved but not it it it's a logical sense of how the story unfolded with why he is was spoken about but not seen, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and so they removed him 
And then now we're seeing him be brought back in, which, I mean, how many shows have we watched where we're like the big arch nemesis we don't see for like three seasons? (laughs) (laughs) Or it's just like, where are you? Where is this guy? (laughs) Oh, there he is. Where have you been? (laughs) It doesn't Mm -hmm. really make sense, but they, they, this is very clever. And, and I agree. I like the fact that, um, and this is the second season that they've done this where the, the big rivalry hasn't been between the big bad and um, Clark, but the big bad and Lois mm-hmm. um, and, and the family um, to yeah. an extent. Um, but, but yeah, I like, I don't, I don't really care what goes on in the firehouse. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about that. I, Jonathan, they, and I'm not, I don't think this is because of the casting change. Um, I just think that they had a really, Jonathan was a fave for like a season and a half. And then, and then it got, he like got dragged down and, and is suddenly just, just around to be like, I'm, I'm human just like my mom. Only Mm -hmm. I can't write. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And I screwed up. (laughs) But so I'm I'm hoping again that these these reductions in cast allow like Jordan and Jonathan to get more development in in more smart ways Um, and and less. Yeah, they're teenagers, so they should be angsty. But. Mm -hmm. Focus on the angst involved with having your father be Superman. And they tried to do that with this whole uh, firehouse thing. Yeah. And and they are doing that to an extent with Jordan. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just falling a little bit flat right now. So we'll yeah, see. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. But um, yeah. But like, I mean, as far as finales go, I mean, the uh, the uh, the fight was <laughs> It was they saved their budget and and it showed. I have to say, for a TV budget and a TV show and effects, I mean, <laughs> it's not to pick. Since we're throwing films at, at at the Flash, we'll throw this one. The CG in the show was better than a movie. <laughs> oh boy! I wasn't mad at the choices. I wasn't yeah. mad at the choices. <laughs> <laughs> but it this, looked like a comic book. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. 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 But. Uh, no, but you know, but it, and also I I I did like the, you know it closed it, it, they 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 closed the loop too on the whole Doomsday thing because you know when season two premiered right and they you know and when we first was introduced to Bizarro Superman you know at that point he was still in the you know he was in the classic Doomsday reveal outfit and uh, whenever they came out of the the uh, the mines there and. And it will, you know, and, and, and we just had this, this arc, uh, of this character, uh, through the second season into now. And, and, and we do finally do get, uh, we do, we get Bizarro Doomsday, which, uh, which, you know, of the various iterations we've seen of Doomsday and, and this show and, and Krypton and, um, and BB, Batman v Superman, uh, you know, this one was, this was a good, I, I have to say, I, I really, in, thought that they did a tremendous job with it and um and, and that fight uh, yeah again was just it was uh, i know a lot of times the show sort of shies away from a lot of the the spectacle but uh but when they did have when they decided to show spectacle they they definitely uh you know made it made it they got their their money's worth yeah my my only other question is just yeah. Uh, does anybody else remember that time this season when Lois had cancer? <laughs> yeah. That, well, now that, to be fair, to be fair, they did. She did. They did address. Now, are you talking about the rest of the people in Smallville or us as an audience <laughs> or the story? Oh, as as uh, as an audience. Okay. Okay. Like like they they talk about it on the show. I understand yeah. that. I just yeah. this whole cancer thing. I, you know me, I was kind of hesitant going into it were, and they started yeah. off strong and then, 
And then as it went on, it was more like they do not know how they don't know what they're doing. Mm. <laughs> they're not using this right. It, it didn't just bothers me. I mean, she still has all of her hair. I'm sorry. I just can't yeah. unsee that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and I also just I I'm also wondering how long everything unfolded. Um mm. Because I don't remember when the school year started for the boys, but now all of a sudden it's big deal that it's ending. So I'm like, yeah. oh, did it start at the beginning of the season or at the beginning of last season? I don't know what what the yeah. timeline is anymore for how long she was sick. Um, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Because, yeah, yeah time – yeah, because even, like, between the, the penultimate and the finale, I mean, if they hadn't said – you know, it's been 31 days or whatever. I, you know, it, it, I would have thought like, oh, this is just, you know, this is the next day or whatever after, you know, Lex showed up at the, at the farm. So, yeah. Um, you know, but, you know, you know, I, I, I hear you on the, on the cancer story and, and overall, you know, I think there, there were moments where, you know, the superhero show aspect of it did sometimes take away, I don't want to say take away, but, Uh, you know, it, it, the the story with Lois and 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 Bruno's wife, um, uh, Pia. Um, you know, those were the nice moments and stuff. And I think they stick. I thought I thought they still addressed it pretty well. I mean, yeah, they didn't sh- show her having to like shave her head or anything like that because of the chemo. But I mean, they did really. I thought where they really did do a, a a a good job of like really ex- exploring like Lois and her and, and her and her and her as an individual and her sexuality and and being you know a person and and and, and, and I mean I'm not I'm a I'm a guy so I can't like speak about you know having breast cancer or anything like that but at least as an audience viewer and you know seeing the things that they were trying that she was trying to convey as a as someone who was having a mastectomy and, and everything. I thought that that was, I thought that they per, handled that pretty, pretty well and pretty, you know, and, 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 and with the right level of sensitivity. Uh, I, I guess it just didn't work for me. It yeah. Just, yeah. 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 There, uh, like I can see everything it was trying to do. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, it had good sensitivity, but at the end of the day, it just, it felt awkward, especially mm-hmm. towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like they were trying to make a point, um, and have a strong character moment, but I'm, I'm just like, what does this have to do with the current conflict going on with soups? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's just a way to do it, and they've done it in the past where you have these these more human moments, Mm -hmm. but how the complexity with with being married to Superman, like they could have really done some interesting things with. Yeah. They could have taken it to further. Um, I guess I felt like it's a lot of it was was just when they started to get deep, they completely mm-hmm. aborted and focused on something else. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Fine. I would agree with you. Yeah. I, I would agree with you there. And I think we even, even contemporary to those, when those episodes aired, I think, I think that was something you brought up then. And, 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 and you're right. I mean, I think they, they could have like fleshed that out a, a bit more. Um, but also, too, just thinking moving ahead to season four, I mean, is this going to be something that they're going to continue as far as, you know, as far as the storyline and, and, uh, and the, just the long range aspects of her recovery? Uh, or is it going to be like, you know, we get to season four when she has a clean bill of health? I think the latter. Yeah, but no, but it's a fair. It's a, I mean, that's, you know, thinking about what you brought up, I mean, it's a, it's a fair question to ask. I mean, because to your point, I mean, will they? Will you? Know, and, and you're right. I mean, they're they already been, started to act like she had a clean bill of health. Okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> they yeah. already started that. So yeah. I just I don't think it's not going to be referenced. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that they're gonna 
um, they're going to focus on any more of the recovery per se. So they they might play the card and then you'll be like, oh, yeah, she did have cancer. (laughs) Remember now. Um, All right. Well, on that note, let's head over to Secret Invasion. Um, One one last thing. Yeah. Uh, Goodbye, General Lane. It was it was good knowing you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So Secret Invasion, Will, you have been waiting to talk about it. So why don't yeah. you tell us your thoughts on this episode? So, yeah, I really, and as, as, as a message to you, I really enjoyed this episode, mainly because I, I think I, I've hit where I, where I enjoyed the MCU, the stories that the MCU and the movies that, that have really and shows that have like excelled for me and really resonate with me, like Civil War, like Winter Soldier, Falcon and Winter, Falcon and Winter Soldier. And it's the grounding and the, and the deeper philosophical things that they get into, um, you know, exploring. I mean, I like, let me just jump right to it. I mean, that scene between Rhodey and, and Fury when they talk about you know, two guys, two African American males who've made it. And you have the, the, you know, help a brother out conversation versus, uh, you know, versus Rhodey's like, look, man, you know, help, help a brother out. Help, you know, I'm not going to help a brother out who's mediocre just like that Alexander Pierce that he replaced. I mean, yeah. that, that, you know, that, that whole, that whole dynamic and, you know, and just thinking of it from the larger context of like the, uh, the W the boys and Booker T. Washington and, and, and the, you know, the showing the black communities is not just a monolithic thing, but a, a, a diverse diaspora of people. I just, that's that kind of stuff when the MCU does that. And, and like, I think back to like the age of old, the civil war, when, when they were arguing over the Sokovia accords and those kind of things, that's when I'm like locked into this, to this series. That That's the things that where I really like where the MCU does well, now, granted, there are some pieces of this episode that I did feel rushed, were rushed, but that that moment I was like on the edge of my seat, like, and and and, and that was. I, I'm really, I know this, this, I know so far, there's there's not a lot of buzz about this show compared to some of the other things in the MCU, but I, I, I so far, I'm 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 on the secret invasion train, um, and I haven't been like that on MCU projects much lately. And, uh, but this one I am so far. I mean, they've got four episodes, so they can still screw things up, but you know, we'll see. Yeah. Speaking about that, uh, Rhodes and Fury conversation, I just want to say, uh, Don Cheadle, uh, mm-hmm. his performance was better than Samuel L. Jackson in that moment. It was, it was. <laughs> and, it, and it bothered me, especially when Samuel gets up and it's like, just when I'm out, I'm always in and I'm like, no, no, don't. Yeah. You're ruining it. Stop it. <laughs> don't do that. And I yeah. know that's not necessarily all his fault. It's also like the way it was written. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just, I was like, this was such a good moment. And then you had to do, it felt like something you would see. And I know you've never seen this franchise, but something you would see in a fast and furious movie. It just, I was yeah. like, why, why, why? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, I, I have, I was watching this episode and I'm like, Will is having the time of his life <laughs> loves this because this is so up your alley for all of yep. the shows you previously mentioned. And, and I'm, and it, and I like it. I am, I'm getting more adjusted to it. Um, there still is a lot of quietness, I would yep. say, mm-hmm. um, but I do appreciate how they are focusing. Like we got a lot of Gravic this, this episode, even it's, some backstory. Yep. Um, we're starting to learn more, um, about his, uh, fury abandonment issues, which I don't know who has more fury abandonment issues. If it, if it's Gravic or if it's Talos, I, I just yeah. don't know. Um, good, I think yeah, like everybody good. is like, dude, you left me for X amount of years and now you're yeah. back and mm-hmm. I'm up. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I, yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. You know, I, I had thought of, you know, I had thought about that, but you're right. Um, that there is a lot of fury abandonment issues in this set and, 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 and things coming home to roost. And I think to your point about, uh, John Cheadle's performance and, 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 the, and the larger point that he was making about why Nick, why he was firing Nick Fury, Nick's, Nick's failed on the job. Yeah, I mean, in a way, if, I found it interesting how how they um, – I wasn't expecting, like, all of a sudden within this episode, the fallout of last week's episode to be Gravik now manipulating it. So the blame mm-hmm. is on Fury. The blame mm-hmm. is on the Americans. And yeah. I thought that was so clever in how they did that, and it made all the mm-hmm. sense. And so part of me was kind of on Fury's side, though, where I'm like, no, you, you knew he, he, he's not responsible for this. And, and you're also suffering, Rhodes is also suffering from Fury abandonment syndrome. I mean, good God. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, the viewers just left. Okay. We get it. Y'all missed him. Why did he stay in Saber for so long? Like, what, can we get more to that, like, answering that yeah. question? <laughs> um, yeah. Because if I hear another person yell at him for leaving her, <laughs> <I> <laughs> <swear>. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, it, um, it, I, I forget where I was going with that. I went off on a tangent. Um, no, no, yeah, you're saying about the uh, Fury abandonment and uh, Gravix um, having that as well. <laughs> and, yeah. Oh my god. Oh, but how? How? Well, basically, I mean, I think you're. you're uh, and the one thing I, I agree with you is like how everyone has been has manipulated after the events and and yeah. in, in Moscow. Um, how they quickly they pivot and, and, and really, you know, manipulating events to the place where, you know, Gravik's like, okay, I'm taking over. I'm going to be grand general of the council here as, well, as far as these, these, these scrolls that have been relocated to earth. Yeah. That, that was his plan. He, yeah. he, he's, he knew I'm going to do this. I, I, like, like, uh, what, um, Gaia asked him in the car, did you know Fury was going to be there? And he's like, no, I didn't, but I hoped. And so he, I think the aspect of pinning in on Fury was just like fortunate coincidence and just this happened. But he had this plan of turning, making this attack and then confronting the council who happened to be, um, all all scrolls as world leaders and mm-hmm. saying this is what's going to happen we're we need to start this war because we're not finding a new new home this is our home and we're going to take over mm-hmm. um and then and that scene i thought was very very cool it reminded me of the sith sith council scene from um mandalorian season three Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the only thing that I, I was like, well, that was, that was a weird choice is Gravik is our villain. Um, and he's supposed to be like very intimidating. Why the heck did he let that one go? <laughs> like I was totally prepared for that one member who was completely against this. Yeah. To, to get killed. She, she, he, he let her go. She even made a phone call, not even completely outside of the building, immediately told on him to Talos. And I'm thinking, so when is she going to die? <laughs> like, this yeah, doesn't I, make any sense. <laughs> I, I was, too. And that, and, that, and that was the predictable thing to happen. And that's what I liked about this episode is that they they are the things that you think are going to go down do not go down. And, and so, cause that would, that, that would be the predictable thing that the baddie would do. It's like, okay. Yeah. Cause, but, um, or yeah, you know, so I was like, okay, well, she's going to get let go. And maybe the NATO guy, the NATO secretary general will be the one that he, that he offs. But mm-hmm. no, he, 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 he didn't, he doesn't do that. And I think he, I think 
it's one of those things. I don't know if it's like he is. There's only he he's manipulated the situation to the place where it's it will be hard. He needs he still needs to have her, even though she doesn't agree with the outcome. She's still a prom, you know, she still has a very prominent place in, in the geopolitical space. Oh yeah. So he, can't, so he can't eliminate her because then it it undermines the bigger scheme right. of of his domination. So you know, so, it, and, so and ultimately, a war you have to have two sides. So she mm-hmm. can go and be on the other side. That's perfectly yeah. fine. They can still yep. be at war, and he's getting what yep. he wants. Exactly. Um, he doesn't want peace, um, no. which which does does make sense. And and we are, as we learn this episode, there are a million scroll refugees on earth mm-hmm. and a million scrolls just like humans don't always get along yep. <laughs> so there can be inner warring as well um i i i like i do find it interesting because the scrolls first came to earth in the 90s mm-hmm. that's correct captain marvel but but, but it seems it sounds, correct me if I'm wrong, wrong, but it sounds as though this episode, when like, especially Fury learned about the refugee situation, he was kind of shocked. And I'm like, yeah, been like three decades, two and a half decades since they first came. Why are you surprised? Like, they're a species. They, they can multiply just like the rest of us. Yeah, <laughs> well. But again, to your point, he was gone. Yeah, but, but we don't <laughs> between even... the between the blip and then heading up the saber, he's just like you know. Yeah, he's like he's like what? been asleep at the switch, and Talos was like, "Come on down," because well, you, okay. you you told us in 1997 that you we will find a home for you, and they're like, "Well, we got tired of waiting. It's been almost 30 years." Well, yeah, like even with the blip, it still has been 30 years. So and he wasn't up until the blip. He was very much around, very much around. So I still even with that excuse, it the way it sounded almost came off that we're expected to believe within the span of post blip to Mm -hmm. now. That's when like. 900,000 scrolls migrated to Earth. So I'm thinking things happen pre-blip. That migration happened. I'm saying, which makes me wonder, why didn't Fury know then? (laughs) Maybe, well, given that what we learned at the end of the episode, maybe he was just taking a blind blind eye to it. Or maybe the Talos just did a good job of just really, you know, just covering it up. You know, he fully, he saw the type of person that Fury is and and you know if if Nick saw that that invasion was going to tip world affairs to this you know especially given that during that time period we had Ultron and all the other external external yeah, he, was, he was preoccupied yeah but that. no but yeah I think it's preoccupied one two you may have looked at that that as another just an additional in, in, invading force yeah. Uh, because to your point, I mean, that's what he is now looking at yeah. it. Like, no, we yeah. can't handle handle that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and he does know he's married to a scroll. He does yeah. know. They confirmed that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, and I like the way they. I like the way that they pulled something that just a throwaway line from years ago in Winter Soldier. Use put it using it today. <laughs> right. Right, which yeah. I didn't even remember that line. <laughs> it's been a while since I've watched yeah. Soldier. Um, yeah, I just, I, I think that there, they, uh, they, there are some um, questions I remain to have about this timeline we're dealing with, um, yeah. because whether it just. Whether majority of the migration happened pre-blip or post-blip, I just I don't know why he's so shocked. Um, but but there's there's a lot that we don't know about Fury, and that's why we get six episodes um, yeah. to to explore that. Um, 
And uh, which another question is, yes, he like both Talos and Gravik to an extent have have fury abandonment issues and are both pissed off about this promise of a new home never fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I wonder because someone I forget which character said it. Um, I think it was the girl who got set um, was let go from the council meeting who who told Talos like you don't get it. Gravik has changed, but. Yeah. Talos was after Gravik in the first episode. I, I think, and and he he knows that Gravik killed his wife, so I'm pretty sure he knows. Um, so I'm just wondering more about. Wh- hope we're probably gonna get more flashbacks with Gravik, but seeing how he um how he became who he is and what like more of what he was while under Fury's um, tutelage. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I also, I, G- Gaia is interesting to me. Yeah. Um, not in a good way. Mm. No. <laughs> in a way where I'm like, what is your purpose? I get it. You're, you're Talos's daughter and you're mm-hmm. on the other side. So so it's good like we have people on both sides of this, families on both sides of this. But you're doing a lot of like just observing and I can't I don't I don't know if you're investigating go, trying to make trying to get your confirmation that Gravik did kill your mom or if you're suddenly just have woken up to this idea that you chose the wrong person to follow. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this. Yeah, I feel like yeah. I'm like, man, I'm getting double agent vibes from her. <laughs> and it's yeah, just like, yeah. triple agent. I'm like, okay, yeah. what are we doing with you? I, I don't. I, I wish there was romance between you and Gravik. I could buy into that. You're both refugees. You've, you've clearly grown up together. But, but the way he talked about when you first came to him, it doesn't sound like there is that romantic vibe. I don't get it. I don't get what I'm supposed to understand about this, but. Yeah, well, yeah, it is like that true believer. And you know, thinking back to like the um, some of the relationships people had in, in Falcon and Winter Soldier, as far as the um, I can't remember the name of the group, the uh, the antagonist group in, in that in, in during that series. But um, but I mean, it's a similar the the Garrick. Gravix group has that similar vibe to them. Um, and, and as far as the structure and the inner, inner, inner interpersonal dynamics, uh, with, within that, that faction of the scrolls. Carly. You're talking about yeah, Carly. Carly. Yeah, yeah, Carly. Yeah. 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 I had to look that up. Um, but I was like, what was that? Yeah. I, uh, we're only two episodes in. Um, I found Carly to be a lot more interesting. Granted, she served in the Gravic type role. Um, so it's kind of like they took Carly and split her into two characters because now you have Gravic and Gaia. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And and in a way, you want both of them to come to their senses. But but I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I this show. The more you talk about it, um, the more they are doing some very interesting things that just fingers. You're almost holding your breath. I hope this pays off because yeah. we know what tends to happen, especially towards the end. <laughs> exactly. That's what I said. We've got we got four episodes left. Four hours left. Uh, you know, and it's in the way. And, and there are some things that honestly, I'm like, why are they? Sp- Doing this Disney Plus, have, sticking to like, you know, sometimes it's okay to spread things out to ten episodes or whatever. You know, they don't need because I, I think they're, you know, the more we talk about some of these these, you know, like for example, the the Fury abandonment syndrome and 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 this Fury himself, some of the things, some of his choices, as far as why did he go away and why did he stay away and and I just feel like we're just going to get superficial answers to to some of those to some of those points. Yeah, which I will kill fight. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, 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 yeah. They are very much 
at the start of a spy espionage thriller where you don't know who to trust. You, mm-hmm. You're seeing everyone's motivations. You're seeing the conflict. You, they're opening a lot of doors. They're asking a lot of questions that yeah. as a viewer, you're just like, OK, I am I'm I see you open that door. I'm willing to walk through it. I don't know what's on the other head side. God forbid it's not a good payoff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Better be Cause good. I, yeah, because I will say it right now. If they make Rhodey a scroll after that speech in that ep- that restaurant, I will be I I yeah. And then I I take back what I said about why I like the MCU <laughs> these types yeah. of MCU episodes because yeah, that, one that would be the pre- predictable thing. Two, you know, they already did it once with uh with um. The first episode with uh, Ross, right. with Everett Ross. Oh right, right. Yeah, and so yeah, so I'm just like, but in three, it'll just undermine that that wonderful moment that was that was written by this. But, uh, but, you know, but this he can, here's here's my thing. He can be a scroll, and then in the next series, they bring Rhodes back and be like, no, this is real Rhodes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's the way uh, about this whole these species who can turn into other people. They don't have to always be that person. They can turn true. into other people. Like yeah. we like, we saw that with uh, Fury killing Maria. Oh wait, no, it was Gravit. So yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah it was Gravit. Again, yeah, even this episode with Talos, whenever Nick uh, when they were on the train and yeah. uh, whenever the soldier came by and. Uh, which that was a nice little moment too. Whenever when Fury did kick Talos off the train, and she kind of morphed back to the beautiful woman, and she kind of like you know did her little hair thing, at, you know, just to like if the soldiers happened to be there, you know, they they wouldn't think none none the wiser as far as like you know the fact that this was what this was Talos, uh, a shapeshifter. I I know people give crap. Um, give a lot of crap to the first Miss Marvel movie, but Talos definitely was a standout, especially the second yeah. half of that movie. Yeah. And, and I think part of the reason why that second half worked so well was because of his chemistry with not only Samuel L. Jackson, but also Brie Larson. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now we're getting a lot of episodes with, with two of them. Um, yeah. interacting on a regular basis. And, and I really, I really like that. I think that if you remove Talos, like, I don't think this show works as well. No, uh, definitely not. Yeah. And it's not just because it's being played by Ben Mendelsohn. Um, it's, it's just, it's a good, it's a good ensemble so far. Yeah. Um, and, and I really like the actor. I, I know him from Bridgerton. Um, I was really impressed this episode because he he's doing the brooding bad guy thing, but not in an overly indulgent way. Yeah. He um he he's walking a fine line and I may be sick and tired of it by the, like the fifth episode. But so far, I'm just like, OK, OK, you do you. Yeah, well, when he reveals himself as a super scroll, you know, when he starts doing the group, you know, and we, and I miss, you know, we saw that in like the trailers and stuff yeah, where yeah. he's like morphing it. Yeah. So that's, you know, so we, that's something to come. And speaking of, you know, I can't, we can't end the, the, our discussion without talking about, uh, uh, Olivia Coleman, this episode and her, uh, whenever she was interrogating Brogdon. Um, yeah. that, that scene, I mean, just, uh, just her, and her role in all in all of this, as far as like you know, like you're saying, there's so many different pieces of this puzzle that everybody's trying to like figure out, and 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 you know, and so she just goes right into that meat locker, and you know, just gets the Russians all out of the room, and 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 you know, and, and how she. This plays that the, the 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 torture is as far as just trying to get the information out of that out of the out of the uh, scroll there and um you know it was just like it was deliciously deliciously devilish I mean <laughs> she just played it so well uh and but uh but I, you know but I'm just I'm trying to just sort of see how her character fits into the 
you know, overall thing um, as well uh, as the series. She's someone new for us, and she's so far a good guy, but she's also not buddy-buddy with Fury. She's not buddy-buddy with Talos. Like, she, she's kind of this player where Mm -hmm. you don't cast Olivia Coleman for nothing. So, I'm just saying that. Um, and I'm surprised that at this rate, we've only seen her really in two scenes, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so I'm, I like how they're giving it to, like, they're saying, okay, here's, here's your Coleman treat. Wait until like future episodes. Wait for it. Like we're, we're gonna, we're gonna, she's around. She's, she's part of this. Um, and so I'm, I'm, like I said, they just, they're, they're opening a lot of doors and I'm like, I'm, I'm fully willing to walk through all of these. I just, I just yeah. pray what's on the other side is a good payoff. Um, so, yeah. but, but yeah. yeah, she, she just, she, she, I will say this. Um, unfortunately, as much as a great actress she is, I still just see Olivia Coleman. Yeah. <laughs> and she just, I just always remember her Oscar acceptance speech. So I'm just yep. like, Oh, I see you. You doing you. Got it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, um, on that note, we will wrap it up. And Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Will and Polk, W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. Be sure to check out my uh, upcoming Star Trek Strange New Worlds review. I'll have a, probably be dropping it Saturday of um, episode three, uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Watched it today. Banger of an episode. Can't wait to talk about it. Check it out. Yeah, definitely. Um, go and support Will. <laughs> <laughs> um, please, um, you can follow me at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Scene and Nerd. Friend us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and visit our website, www.sceneandnerdpodcast.com. But most importantly, rate, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you hear podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. <laughs>